just as an example, um, the um, deadly pandemics wildcard has been in our database for years. And now, of course, unfortunately, it, it, it happened this year. But what I'm trying to say is that these things can be anticipated, but we just need to try to find systematic ways of, of monitoring the change. Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Futures Podcast. I'm really excited to be joining you. My name is Jeremy Williams. I'm your host with the most. And this podcast is brought to you both by Education House Finland and on podcast media. Uh, the, the idea for this was really simple. I was on a really... Um, really amazing panel that was sponsored by Education House Finland and the moderator for the panel a couple days prior to the event said, hey, um, have a look at this future of education radar and pick a topic that you think will have an impact coming back from school post COVID. Um, and so I looked at this radar and there are all these topics that were mega interesting to me. And these are all the types of things that I wanted to talk about. So made the decision that I was going to switch podcasts uh, format and um, focus on the work that is done by uh, my first guest, Yena Montanin, um, who will be joining me today. And we're going to talk about the future of education radar and futures platform and kind of set up what the rest of the series is going to be about, uh, because I'm going to start cranking out the episodes weekly from here. So without further ado, Yena Montanin, welcome. How are you? Hi, well, um, thank you. I'm I'm great, and uh, thanks for having me. We are both um, in the process of moving, and so we're um, feeling the pressure and the stress of that. But it's great to talk education with you for a bit here. So, could you just you know, most people probably have never heard of Futures Platform or the Future of Education Radar um, that are listening. Can you kind of just describe the radar specifically and the work that Futures Platform does on the whole? Yeah, absolutely. So we are a um, foresight, foresight software, foresight company um, with a team of experts, foresight professionals from Helsinki, Finland. Um, we are helping organizations around the world uh, to make basically sense of the future. Uh, and uh, not doesn't matter from which industry you're in or in which region you're located in, we all have the same ambition to understand the future changes, especially now what uh, this, uh, this year has uh, brought. Uh, it's, it's become more and more uh, relevant uh, since the world is changing quite rapidly. So we have a team of futurists and uh, foresight uh, professionals in our company, and we help help organizations, institutions as well, um, to and also educational, educational institutions as well, to make sense of not only what's changing and how to prepare for that, but also how to innovate something completely new. So how you, you could disrupt, not only to figure out what's the disruption going to be, but if even you would be able to create something completely new. So kind of uh, those two aspects. And um, we have a software for that. Uh, we are, the work that our futurists do is visualized on a, on a software where um, basically anybody who has access to the platform, who has a subscription of, of our tool, can access and stay really updated on the future changes. So you can access a continuously updating database where you can find weak signals and, and phenomena that are weakening or strengthening, and even wildcards. Just as an example, 
um, the um, deadly pandemics wildcard has been in our database for years. And now, of course, unfortunately, it, it, it happened this year. But what I'm trying to say is that these things can be anticipated, but we just need to try to find systematic ways of, of monitoring the change. Yeah, and, and that was the thing, I kind of set it up before we we really got started. It, you know, I was on this panel and they sent um, me access uh, to Futures Platform, so I got to look at the um, future of education radar specifically. Uh, there are four quartiles on this radar. Can you set those up and describe how they came to be as the four aspects of the future of education that Futures Platform started tracking? Sure. So indeed, we have a, a radar uh, called Future of Education and Knowledge. And um, we have different radars for different themes and topics. And this one is uh, set up so that our team of futurists have um, included the key phenomena impacting the future of education um, and knowledge to that one. And um, the four quartiles presents the, the key pressures impacting on the future of education. So kind of like sub-themes uh, underneath future of education and knowledge. And uh, there are remarkable global societal and organizational changes which are uh, all accelerated by the by the technological disruptions, of course, that we've we've seen um, very recently as well. But therefore, this kind of framework of the quartiles gives a good starting point to understand the the versatile pressures that impact our education systems and institutions, teachers, students, pupils, uh, future workforce, everything that we should take into account and not just there at the change from one narrow perspective, but try to get the holistic understanding of the changes. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I think educators really tend to think about uh, this, the whole idea of the future of education in terms of technology. Technological change seems to be the driver that everyone is, is most focused on right now, and, and I understand why. Technology is very present. It's very... Um, it, it's very forward-facing and it's in your face, right? Everyone's trying to think about the next best ed tech solution. But one of the things that I think is really interesting for the audience and what drew, drove me into wanting to make this series of podcasts was that uh, the, the phenomenon that you're describing, there's only one quarter, one fourth of them are represented by technology. And the other three fourths are represented by things that you know, some topics that I don't think people have probably ever heard of, um, just like I had not heard of swarm work, which is one of the organizational change um, phenomenon, or holacracy. I never heard of those at all. So I was naturally interested uh, in clicking on them and reading um, some of the articles that were that were sourced for that. Um, so it, I think the educators tend to think of the future as really this technology-based thing, but there's all of these other societal, global, and organizational impact that that are going to have, uh, you know, as big, if not a bigger impact on the future of education. Uh, as we look at these topics, uh, they move, do they move? Do they get added? And kind of what's the process by which a futurist or foresight researchers would look at a phenomenon and say, you know, this needs to come on. How does that work? And what, what is the sort of process for that by which um, you guys make these things live and update on a regular basis? Sure. And, and to, 
to that what you just said, um, I think especially for education, it is it is crucial to be uh, able to uh, look the changes um, in a versatile way because you're preparing people for the future, right? And that's what we say, at least. I don't know if that's what we do, but that's everyone's vision and mission statement in every school in the world. And the thing is that uh, the, the future, what it holds for the students is it's everything. And that for therefore, you know, it's not it's very, very important to look at the changes from from the holistic perspective where you're looking at, as you said, not only technological developments, also the societal and, and, and so forth, but also to look across industries to, to know what's what's the future of, of work going to be like. Um, this landscape is constantly de developing and, and changing, and that's why these radars that we have uh, in the platform are also being um, updated continuously. So our futurist team, they, they regularly um, evaluate uh, the radar and, and adjust the phenomena collection to include around 50 to 60 key phenomena from our collection that are impacting the future of education and knowledge. And uh, they, there is um, uh, all of our futurists are academically uh, trained and uh, they are um, based on future studies um, and what they've um, what they've studied and the whole um, I would say approach uh, that they're doing for this evaluation is very, uh, very academical, very structured, and the prioritization of the phenomena is done by the by our futurists or foresight foresight analysts. So, um, have you have you yet like video recorded one of the jury conversations where you have these different foresight researchers and futurists arguing about where one should go? Just because I would love to be a fly on the wall on hearing these brilliant people kind of make their case for why something should be here instead of there. Right, that's it's it's beautiful. I can tell you, we haven't yet um, live streamed that anywhere, but <laughs> but maybe we could think about some kind of a <laughs> entertaining part in that as well. But no, seriously, it's really interesting to hear um, uh, experienced people who are researching the topic to to debate. And it's not only that we're consulting the team that we have in house. Our our team of futures they have wide networks and they are participating continuously in different kinds of conversations with different experts, not only futurists but experts in different fields to stay updated, to stay on the pulse. So, for example, our futurists, they are participating in different online events uh, now that everything is online, uh, online events continuously of, of different topics. And, and um, it's, it's really interesting to be in this kind of hub of information and, and knowledge. And what we also, the team does, is they update, um, update and follow the development of all of the individual phenomena on the radar as well, of course. So let's, there, there is, let's say that there is the phenomenon of uh, swarm work, for example. So all of that they, it needs to be continuously monitored and updated. And then they adjust the phenomenon type or timing according to the analysis that they do. So all of the phenomena, they have a type. It's either strengthening, weakening, uh, a weak signal or a wild card, like I, I mentioned. And also they have a time stamp. So the time stamp is an estimated time of impact uh, estimated by a team of uh, a team of futurists. So it means that when is this phenomenon going to have most likely the highest point of impact from a global perspective? Yeah. Um, so, so like, I, I think it's really fascinating when you're looking at this on the whole and, you know, again, I think you see things like you've never heard of like swarm work or holacracy and, and then you see things like, um, 
technology free zones, which I think is super interesting, you know? So I think hilarious in this is, is this over-focus on technology. And then you see this little blip on the outside of the radar talking about technology free zones. So it is, uh, for people that are just interested in learning, there is so much here to read and learn and become familiar with. And that's the aim of what futures, the podcast will be. It's going to be a place to kind of demystify some of these topics and introduce them um, with experts in, in a way, in conjunction with futures platform and using the radar, um, in a way to provide educators and industry experts or just people that are autodidacts and interested in learning with content around topics that aren't typically discussed um, on educational podcasts. And um, that takes us to the, the episode one that I'm going to be recording next week, which is about alienated young men. Can you describe how that ended up on the radar? And, you know, that's a topic that I don't know that people would jump and think about could have a pretty significant in, in, in you know, soon uh, be impacting the future of education. But what is sort of the uh, potential impact of alienated young men on education from your perspective? Sure. So the alienated young men was added uh, on the radar because the fact that in many countries, young men have like no good prospects for reasonable jobs or further further education. And, and this can cause, of course, frustration and resent among them and to all kinds of society problems. Um, so this kind of demographic could probably be helped by making further education accessible and or more appealing for them. And uh, conver uh, conversely, if a substantial amount of youngsters drop out of education for whatever reason, there might not be enough people to educate, leading to a shortage of skilled citizens in, in some nations. Yeah, and, and so uh, this is an example of a topic. This is the first topic that we're going to jump in and do 30 minutes on next week. Um, but I think that for the audience, I, you know, whether you're a parent or you're a teacher or you're a principal or you're just someone who's interested in education, I really feel like this will be a topic that you'll want to check out. As a parent of three young boys, this is definitely something that I'm personally deeply invested and deeply interested in. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for setting that up for us. And I really look forward to bringing that episode next week to people live. Um, Yena, where can people learn more about you in Futures Platform? I know they can sign up for a free trial, which is how I got introduced. Can you kind of set that up for people? So if they're interested in learning more, um, they can check it out. Absolutely. So I uh, will be sharing the, the link where you can start the free trial. We have a 15-day a free trial of the tool. And something that I, I did not mention yet is that we are uh, quite uh, quite uh, intensively promoting uh, something called collaborative foresight. So kind of looking into the future collaboratively, so doing it together. Um, so we, we believe that uh, a lot of insights is actually in the educational institutions, in schools, within the teachers and, 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 and the students as, as well. So uh, that's why we have those collaboration tools in the platform as well, where you can actually collect and harness that information from your, from your team or from your organization or even your community. So you can kind of like crowdsource ideas and, and topics and you can even uh, try to have a, like this kind of conversation, conversational um, uh, approach to looking into the future because we don't believe that somebody from an ivory tower can can say and, and tell how the future is going to look like we, nobody knows we're just going to create it so that's why i think having that kind of 
for example, our platform to work with is a good starting point. You have like um, ac academic, uh, academically trained people who have uh, invested a lot of resources to research on the topic. So you will get updated very quickly, but then also to continue the work within, within your team and within your organization to actually discuss the implications, for example. That's why I think this podcast is amazing because it's not only important to understand what the alienated young man, uh, for example, the phenomenon is about, but also to assess the possible implications and then think about some possible actions that you could also take. Yeah, I can only imagine what the room was like when, you know, you've had deadly pandemics on the radar and then, you know, the COVID news starts trickling out. Can you walk through kind of what that experience was like from a, a foresight and from a futurist perspective when you've seen this phenomenon that no one's really talking about and then all of a sudden it becomes, it, it changes the world overnight? Mm, yeah, it, it was quite tragic. And um, I think it was in the news um, quite a lot that this was so unexpected and nobody could see this coming. But in fact, when you're uh, working in, with researchers and, and these topics on a daily basis, this was not unexpected. Uh, this was actually, uh, we got already a few pre-warnings for this. And, um, and then, it, then it just unfortunately did happen. Um, so it wasn't as big of a surprise as it probably was to the, to the larger crowd. But uh, then again, of course, it is as, as devastating as for anybody. Um, what I think the discussion was with us was immediately, how can we help? So we made uh, our World After COVID radar freely accessible to everybody. So we wanted to chip in and, and try to help. It's still actually available on our website. So um, if you want to look at how the world looks after COVID, no matter from which industry you're working in or operating in. So we just, we just were immediately like, okay, we need to help because we are working Working with these topics uh, all the time. So I think for us, it was, yeah. And I had an interesting conversation with, um, with one of our uh, clients just uh, actually earlier today. And uh, with her, we were discussing that, what if this wasn't the absolute uh, catastrophe? What if this is a pre-warning? for something else, you know, setting your mind already, because now we're just firefighting, right? But what if this was a pre-warning for something else? And I'm not saying it's necessarily a pandemic, but something else. So we really need to, I think the world is, it's not going to be, 2020s is going to be a lot different than the, the previous decade. I think we have to be a lot more agile uh, to be able to be able to cope with the changes that are probably going to happen on a more continuous basis. Yeah, it's like the last thing I want to do is create one more piece of content around COVID just because I feel like right now, especially educationally, everything is about coming back to school, coming back to school, coming back to school. But it, yeah, I mean, I think that COVID-19 has happened and lost in the conversation of that is COVID-20 could just as easily happen or something else. But it's been really interesting to see how the, you know, the globalization has impacted how we fought this fire. You know, information flows so much more easily and quickly than it would have 40 years ago or 20 years ago that, you know, people adopting strategies or seeing what other countries in the world are doing, um, with the exception of my country, um, it seems to be the approach, a more collaborative approach to trying to figure this out and, 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 you know, try to make the best of a really tragic and terrible situation. So, yeah, I mean, I think um, th that I, I think, you know, if you're thinking about this podcast in particular and you're thinking about the future 
of education radar or the futures radar or futures platform. It is one of those things where just being knowledgeable, um, knowledge is power. And, and that's kind of the, the, the sort of things that I want to highlight and bring up on this podcast. Um, Iena Montanen, thank you so much for joining me today and being the first guest for episode zero here are sort of um, setting the stage for what we're going to be talking about. And you are always welcome to come back um, to jump in on a panel for any topic um, that you wish. And uh, I'm really excited to do this work in conjunction with Futures Platform, with Education House Finland, and with On Podcast Media. So where can people um, learn more about you in Futures Platform if they want to get more information? Sure. Um, first of all, thank you for having me. It's, it's been great. And um, if at some point um, we want to discuss more uh, about how educational institutions could approach the future, so basically um, not only to make sure that their strategy is resilient and their um, like the curriculums and everything, but also how to develop critical thinking capabilities within students, since that those are the parts that, you know, technology are not able to, um, are not able to do in the future, even though some of the more rep repetitive things are maybe done by, by technology, but, you know, we need the, the meta skills. So always have to come back and discuss those and, and how, what you could actually do in schools uh, to, to make sure that you are staying on the pulse. If you want to learn more about us, you can go to our website, www.futuresplatform.com. And uh, yeah, feel free to try the tool or just contact us and we're happy to have a conversation with you anytime. In the show notes, I'll have the 15-day um, subscription link as well as um, Yena's contact information if you're interested in learning more or getting more information. I'm really excited to bring you episode one next week focused on alienated young men. Thank you so much, Yena, for joining us. And I look forward to touching base with everyone for episode one next week. Be well. Bye.